we're back. Simply the best. Man, I know it's been a long time, but I had to, you know, finish off this season right. I did a recap with Rod of God speaking on Meg the Stallion and mental health issues in sports and some other things. And uh, I think y'all gonna enjoy the insight. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Yo, yo. Rod of God. Simply the best. D, what up? Welcome back to this recap show. Let's get the it. Season recap. I-, I had to have you back. You're a fan favorite. You're a favorite of mine. So, thank you. I'm glad to be back. I appreciate that, big bro. So, for this grand finale, I wanted to tackle the mental health issue in sports because that was another uh, spilling the tea. With Rude Dog. Yep, yep, definitely. He kind of seemed to dismiss it, but it's, you know, at the time, it was just, I just thought of, uh, what's her name, Naomi Osaka? Yep. The tennis player, and I just was thinking, man, that was just a hell of a stance for a young person to take. Like, man, I'm not going to dance for you. Yeah. That is, you know, and in the great land of America, we have that right, you know, got that right to do it. And Rude Dog, I think, brought up how, you know, the men athletes, they play through everything, they do everything. And I guess my thoughts was, should they have played through everything? Should they have persevered through tragic life events and you know, things that horribly affected them. Could they have said, no, I'm not going to play in your Super Bowl or no, I'm not going to play in your NBA Finals? What would that have said, you know, 25 years ago or 20 years ago? Or Based on it, yeah. I, I think with mental health, you know, it, everybody's affected differently. And for some, being able to play a, a sport during a time of um, of crisis, it might be uh, a safe. For others, they yeah. might need a break from the sports. You know, and it's, it all you know, it all goes within the individual. But in sports, I do feel like um, you know it is looked upon, looked down upon to take a break because of, of of anything mental. And the biggest example I can see is Kyrie, the way they treat him. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's an excellent example, actually. And they just, they I feel like they speak, and it's interesting to see, because I watch a lot of morning sports shows, but to see how they spoke about him, and it's almost attacking him personally. And it has nothing to do with the the game itself, you know, which I found interesting. And it's not. I know it's kind of crazy how we pick and choose whose mental health issues we choose to believe. And 
how much we believe them and how credible they are. And it's the fact that it's not visible per se, the the thing that hurts mental health. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. It's not a visible and the person that's might be suffering might not even have a complete understanding of what's going on. So it's hard. Yeah. You know, and I see people coming at Ben Simmons as well. You know, he's another one. And it's like, it's still tearing down. They're, they're treating him as if he's acting like, you know, a child or just pouting. But no one knows what's going on in, on the inside of someone's head, man. These are still individuals. And to see That's them, true. And, you know, to see some of these commentators, the way they come down on the, you know, these young athletes like that, it's like, how do you think the next, uh, the next person who might have a mental health thing might be scared to say something? You know, who might be scared yeah. to say, damn, I can't play today because... They might try to, you know, he might force himself to play or whatever. So you don't have to. Yeah. Be That's very true. You, you, you hit that on the nail. And it's, I don't and know. It's, and it comes, and it's, and it's sad because it's for our entertainment purposes. Because if it wasn't, if their jobs were not to entertain, it'd be a totally different discussion. We wouldn't encourage, you know, one of our friends to continue to to go into the office and do something that is ruining their mental, you know? I know, but the only difference is they're, they're million dollar athletes. So they have the cachet. They have the leverage to be like, no, man, I'm not playing where the average worker might have to, you know, they're working to eat. They working for rent. They working for whatever. They don't have the, you know, the luxury of saying, okay, I'm going to just not go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I'm so that's the that. kind of the double-edged sword of it. It's it's a very tough uh, subject yeah. the more you look at it. it, it yeah. But it, the more I, I think about a, a professional athlete's lifestyle, the more I can see how it could have a heavy impact on mental health, you know, more so than being this fun lifestyle, you know, because when you think about them getting up and getting on airplanes, sleeping in different hotels, you know, and me, I just think, dang, to be getting on an airplane all the damn time would have (laughs) something, you know, would just a lot of anxiety, right? yeah, Yeah. Even if it, even if you're used to it, but like, think about it, you're having to get it on multiple planes all the damn time, you know, and go to different cities and sleep in different places. So it's like a lot's going on, man. That's why they get paid their big, them big bucks like that. No doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so you should, need to pay better we... attention. Should we, so should we as the public, as the, should we feel sorry for these athletes? I feel like, I don't feel like the public should feel sorry, but I think we should all have, um, like, you know, understand, you know, empathize with these athletes, even if we don't necessarily, obviously make the money that they make, but still just understand that they're human beings and, regardless of what amount of money they make, 
it doesn't affect any chemical imbalance they might have going on. Right. It doesn't have any of you know, it doesn't affect any of that what's going on inside their brain. So, you know. Because I feel the like as you were saying, the big the Ben Simmons thing is big. That's really big. Like yeah. And I, I can't believe I didn't we we didn't find a way to cover that this this season. But that that's pretty big. It is. He got to put Mr. Hill back on the map after Osaka. Yeah, for real. And they need to stop that. They need to stop the bullying of these athletes that are having mental health issues and stop undermining what's going on. You know, because it's this the media is kind of can be bullies. That kind of leads me to my to another question I had. Do you think the lack of quote unquote minority reporters or you know you think that kind of leads to some of this um ill will for the athletes since uh-huh. most of them are quote unquote minorities yeah oh I see what you're saying yeah you're saying the lack of well um you know well unfortunately I see it I see it come from you know, some of the minority, a lot of the persecution coming from some of the minority uh, media. Yeah, I've seen that too, yeah. You know, you think of the Jason Whitlocks or even, you know, the Stephen A. Smiths. Um, yeah, that's very true. But, so I, I don't think it's so much more of that. I think it comes down to it comes down to the money. It comes down to the money and it comes down to the winning. I think that supersedes the you know, the the racial part element of it. I think it's just you know you 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 get out there and play. We pay you this money. You know we ain't trying to hear none of that. You you know what you signed up for. <laughs> you know, so I think it's I think it's more about it's back to work. You know, right? <laughs> because you yeah. know, they do. So that. how do you feel about because? Rude dog, I think touched on that on one of them. Talk about slave, it's the slave mentality. Exactly, I agree 100%. Exactly, same slave mentality, but you're just dealing with millionaires, you know what I mean? Right, um, that's a hell of a oxymoron, yeah, yep, but still the same thing. I mean, even Kyrie Irvin had made comments about that, but just the way that, yeah, the expectations of. You signed that contract, so now we're not trying to hear all this shit in the workplace about, you know, needed a mental health break or needing to sit out because of anything that's going on in society. They don't want to hear but that. I guess to play devil's advocate, Rise, though, like people like Kevin Love and and, and DeMar DeRozan, I think, I, I think they kind of spoke of feeling, and I know they're saying, right per se but they felt bad felt like they were disappointing their teens for whatever their mental health like they were really truly all about team where a couple of these other cats suffering through mental health issues have seemed to be more about themselves true true you know, it, it, it is, but it, but at the same time, I mean, it, it automatically by default all resorts back to self first, you know, 
So, like, you know, even though Kevin Love and them is concerned about the team, um, that's just how they're processing their own, their particular, you know, he that's how Kevin right. his mental. Kyrie's more like, you know, he, he he thinks about it, he's thinking about it differently. And when I think yeah. of Kyrie, I see someone who's starting to realize that basketball is just a game, you know, and he's <laughs> oh, I think he's definitely realized that, right? Yeah, like this is a game, like you know, um, which hey, which I get, I get yeah. that, I, I totally get that. But at the end of the day, that can make you not be one of the greats too. Thinking like that, though, you know, taking a yeah, and it take away because I feel like it can kind of take away from that natural, like it can take away from competitive nature. Yes, you no. Know? Like, if you got someone who's all worked up and really thinking basketball is the end-all, be-all, and winning a championship to them is, you know, what this life is all about, and then you have Kyrie who's like, you know, like, who's who's just naturally gifted and talented, but he might not be going through that process. He's just looking at it as just, we're just out here hooping, man. Right. And I think that is exactly how he looks at it. Yeah. Win or lose. We are there hooping, you know. But that's and good, I, though. That's good for his mental health. For his mental health. Yeah. Other team, other folks, team play, you know, co co-workers may feel a little different. But it is great for his mental health. I agree with that. Yep. And what's cool about the NBA and sports, though, I think it can kind of be a, a microcosm or, or it can kind of be a reflection of every workplace. Like just right. just with workplace in general, you know, I don't care where you work at, if you got coworkers, everybody's going through something. And I feel like mental health in the workplace should be a, a addressed in general more often. Cause I feel like you'll get better production in the workplace and then just, you know, it, it'll be good for people to get that check in. So I think the NBA or sports can be kind of bringing that to the forefront, like, yo. Mental health awareness, which they have. I have seen a couple campaigns. Yeah, and that's exactly where I was going. So you think that mental health is just going to be on the uptick? It's it's hard, man. When it comes to that, when it comes to that money, you know, it's it's a lot of stuff is about fads. <laughs> it's I think it's going to be a fad. It's a fad right now. They're gonna get you know they're gonna get back to hooping, you know, and uh. You know, but no, it's not going to be on the uptick. Hell no, not in them sports. <laughs> it's just, it's I, subject I, think it I think it's, I think it's coming, man. I think it's going to be everywhere. It's only, you know, it's like only the strong survive. It's funny because I see the way I've watched more like Sports Center and, and basketball shows this year than I have previous five years of my life. And one thing I noticed. It never seems ceases to amaze me is how they said the media likes to build you up, but then when it's time to tear you down, they'll tear you down, right? And I see yeah. it with uh, Kevin Durant this past couple weeks. <laughs> how all of a sudden they're saying he's lost a touch, he's he's horrible, and like yeah. he's not a horrible player, but now they're starting to question his ability based on what has just happened. And it's funny <laughs> because. And he was just the greatest thing, you know, a couple yeah. years ago. 
So, you know, that's what the media is going to do, man. And it's only the strong can survive, man. Well, everything at the media, we, that's a whole other podcast. We need to talk about KD and the Brooklyn, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. But, man, you know I love you, man, and I'm I'm just so glad you part of my show. Hey, I love you too, big bro, and it's it's always fun. You got such a a, a unique set of uh, topics and a, a way that we we go about discussing them, and a unique perspective, man. So it's it's fun to talk about these things, and you know, the stuff that the world definitely will enjoy hearing. So you know, I look forward to having you next season, and man, please stay healthy. Hey, yes, yes, we I definitely will. And you do the same thing, big bro. I love you. All right, man. I love you, deuces. Peace. The middleman. I'm back. Sorry about the technical difficulties, y'all. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, man. Keep them fingers, man. <laughs> Away from That's great. My bad. My bad. We're going to do this. We're going to start from scratch, man. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. I'm honored to have you, man. I'm doing this recap show. I, I got the legend next to me, RD. Dog. You know what I mean? I'm just kind of going through some of the uh, topics we we did this past, oh, yeah, that I had on the show this past season. But this one that first come to my mind, I actually didn't do, not on my own show at least. Mm-hmm. So it's the Meg. Um. It's, it's kind of captivating at the moment. So I guess I'll, I'll, I'll just get to the jump and say, because if Megan is, I don't know, proven to be lying about this, or, or if that's the general consensus, is she going to get canceled? I don't think she'll get canceled. I don't think I don't think she'll get canceled, man. I think it's one big mess, you know. When you got alcohol involved, I'm I'm guessing there was alcohol involved from how it sounds. Um, but you know, they're young. She'll bounce back, and she technically doesn't. She didn't see who shot her, so she just has a strong inclination, you know. So if she's wrong. <laughs> she could be wrong. She could be, you know, she could be <laughs> feeling she is one hundred percent right, but she didn't see, you know. So, right, because you she could be mistaken, like that don't necessarily be your lie. Exactly. I like that, right? yeah. Mistaken, I'm gonna start using that one. Yeah, she might not be wrong, she's mistaken, or or in her eyes, it is the truth, yeah, because she that's the way she sees it, but she didn't see it. That's the thing. I, mean, that's I, only... I think that's how she's gonna flip it if it go the other way, yeah. Like, technically, I didn't see, I just thought, <laughs> yeah. Something to that effect. If I could just break in for a second, you guys are really tripping about how how nobody that was there saw what happened. It was three individuals, so I can understand <laughs> that maybe possibly because you know the game when you used to play where you all in a circle and you whisper something in somebody's ear, and by the time that it got to that last person, the story was the the, the, the story, <laughs> whole different thing. So, yeah, I can see where three people could be there and all say that they saw something differently. I get that, but, man. But you think one person at least, 
Well, well obviously one person knows who oh, Bolden hold Creek. Up, hold up, hold up. This is what Meg said. She said Tory pulled up out of the out of the um vehicle and said, "Bitch, dance, dance. bitch, dance." She yeah. said that. So for you guys to say that she doesn't know who did no, she knows who did it. She did she, the one who said "bitch dance" is the one who shot at her. True. True. So we I, for, I just, forgot that. I forgot that she did say that. Right. He's right about that. He is. Yeah. So therefore, she is blatantly saying that she's seen Tory Lane shooting at her. That Tory yeah. Lane shot. We don't even gotta play these games. Yeah, she's lying. Unfortunately, so she is lying. If he walks, then who For who? For him? Man, just this whole situation that just took time off of both of your careers. Shit. Cause before all this shit happened, they was they was ascending. Yep. I, I think at this point, I think it really don't matter. I think both of their shit's gonna be flatlined. I think shit. That you're gonna see Lotto take toward, um, position in music. It's because yeah, I. But who's to say man can't branch off though and do other things? But acting, she might could do some acting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not acting, saying that. Reality. TV. I don't think she's gonna be canceled. No, because this society at this at this time, it's all it all favors women. And I, I know, and it's a black man. If it was a white man and she was making these accusations against, I, I would say maybe people would take notice. More people would take notice and be like, "Oh, she, she did this, she what? right?" But it's Tory Lane. <laughs> yeah. I, I look like he's, he's that, an easy for who, who has said, who has admitted that he he does feel bad for whatever happened that particular night. So he's probably not totally, you know, ethically <laughs> in the clear. Just saying, you know. Or the yeah, fact on, that he, the more album though, he, he, he did have a great project in the midst of this. And I felt like Tory Lane did address so much of it when he released his project right away during the beginning of all this stuff when this was happening. And I didn't hear that. I just heard the last song, Mucky James. Oh, really? Yeah, no. I his, I, I mean, this. you remember the project? It was called Daystar. It was oh, a, true, true, Daystar. Yeah, true indeed. Yeah, and then and so he's released no projects even after oh. that, but that initial project, Daystar, he was just talking about Megan Thee Stallion, the entire project. And it was a great project. And... Um, I need Even to go through, back and listen to it again. It yeah, was. and I, I listened to I listened to it again yesterday, and in that project, he even talks a lot about how, even though he didn't shoot her, he said that he understands. You know, she's just trying to save her reputation, and that other people are putting her up to this. And he said, he's you know, he said he forgives her. You know, but it's it's it, it is crazy situation, man. When you talk about, I mean, he he definitely could sue. He'd have yeah. a hell of yeah. Just say how much money he's lost, or lost, or estimated, or you know. So quickly, yeah. I just want to get it. 
So how do you guys feel? You, you think it's self-preservation or is she trying to also try to save her friend, the one, because there was no gunpowder um, residue on Tory Lanez? I think her, it's self-preservation. So you think her career still matters? Yeah, I think it's self-preservation because women don't give a fuck about They could be friends with somebody for years and they don't give a fuck. They yeah, it's self it's it's self preservation. I feel like because she still she still could have a big career, you know. After this, it's giving her so much attention. Yeah, and people don't care, and it's just like the hot moment too. So after it all settles down, you know what I mean. Things will go back to normal. She'll go back to making her music. It's just a lot of stuff don't stick around too long after it's been resolved and sorted out. Oh, musically, I think she's done. I, I don't think she'll ever be as successful or or hit hit. You know, I think she's reached her pinnacle musically. With um, I think "Savage" is your best song she's gonna ever make. And pinnacle is in what? What you mean, selling or artistry? Being the main artist, both. So, how do you feel about her new song? I think Lotto's in. Prime position to um cut it to whatever to that market. True, but you said nothing lasts forever, right? Nobody's hot forever, especially now. So why couldn't they, why couldn't they bounce off each other? Somebody have a hot this, somebody have a hot that. Rihanna, music still matters today. If you went back and listened to it, people still clamor. They want to hear Rihanna. She was she would just sell just on that just on that point alone. That shit. True. Uh, right, God. We had talked about um on one of the episodes. Uh, Lil Wayne selling Drake and Nicki, Nicki Minaj's uh, and I don't know. I just that kind of just damn really. I just thought about that. Like, did did they get a chunk of that? Is he required to give them any of that? I would I would assume that he sold the part of the catalog, whatever percentage he owns of it, you know? His percentage. So it's like, I'm not sure how it worked, but I imagine Drake and Nicki would still get, get a per, their percentage. He owned all of Young Money. All of that was his. All, all that um, music was his Drake, Nikki, his. He had he had because remember when him and Baby went to court and shit, he was suing Baby, and I believe at some point that he got um re, that he got the rights to the Young Money shit during negotiations. Okay, all right, yeah. I think I think it was a good business move, man. Wayne had to do it, you know. I think Wayne did a lot for their careers, and Drake and Nicki Minaj are still going to be making new music yeah. outside of that anyway. Preach, preach, preach. They did a lot for his career. Preach, little brother, preach. Tell him again huh? what you just said. What? I, I think it's a lot for his career, too. Tell him again what you just said, how much that he did for their careers. Yeah, how much he did for their careers, yeah. Without that, without that, without that, um, what they call it, they always call it the Drake package, without that little Wayne package. 
Oh, shit. That cold sign, yeah. And that cold sign for Little Wayne. Stretch your mouth up and all that. Yeah. Drake. One thing, yeah. One thing I think that people give Little Wayne a lot of credit for is for he never, I feel like he never tried to dim Drake's light. And he just let Drake keep getting better and better than him, per se. Or, you know, more popular or whatever. But I mean, I guess why would you try to dim your own artist's light? But I guess, but this way, at the end of the day, you know, I'm about to get paid off of him. But at the end of the day, little little brother, it's like if I if I sell this podcast somehow for millions of dollars, and you and as much content as you've helped me do, I say no, nah, little brother. I'm not. I don't. Not, nor do I owe you. Nor that. Nor am I giving you anything. Thank you. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. Like he don't know he don't have to, but you know, you don't do you really want to be the puff the next puff daddy? Yeah, but I think considering the way we're, we're considering how I- Wayne considering how Wayne was uh raised and done with business with Birdman, it it seems like he has done you never heard about bad business with Wayne from Drake and Nicki Minaj, you know? Right. So, so I think that you know Wayne and, it, and Wayne is on a lot of songs with them, and I think that from the beginning I feel like he has just been such a part of their journey, man, to try to make them succeed. Like, but genuinely, you know, wanting to see I them succeed, you. you know, to the I point where you. it's like, okay, now, now, little Wayne gets to cash out on his, you know, on his investments, his hard work, you know. <laughs> but your, your your brother don't see it that way. He gets to cash out. Like you know, he, he Lil Wayne been working. That, he, he see it where as Wayne is trying to take it, Wayne's taking advantage of them. But I don't I don't man. There are so many stories where Miff Bleak has said that Jay told him, I got you. Um it does you don't have to do nothing. You don't have to spit another verse. I'm, I'm I got you for the rest of your life. This this Miff Bleak's words. And he ain't did nearly project that was <laughs> he's not as rich as Nicki Minaj or fucking Drake. Not close. He's and whatever Jay Z give him is not gonna be at what Drake's level is. He's never I know. I don't know how much money. You never see where where up damn where he was just all where Jay Z was just all out in fucking um Mint Blake's career, like shit. Yeah, he mentioned him in some songs. Like, yeah, I forgot the name of the song, but yeah, what he said. But Mint, yeah, he's in my will somewhere. Yeah, yeah. he's in my will somewhere. The same, the same, the same shit your brother said right now. Yeah, I think we said something like that. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Brother, he's still not on Drake or Nicki Minaj's level as far as paid. True, and. I agree with your younger brother with Rod of God, that shit. Just that 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 silent cosign and not trying to fucking beef with these niggas. Cause 50 beef with all those I niggas. He started all those niggas grow. I got you. Wayne never did that. I, I got you. I just I, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. He, he he won't he won't be he probably won't be puffy because Nicki Minaj don't got so much though. But yeah. I don't know. And the Wayne, I think at the time Wayne needed the money. <laughs> Wayne needed See, the money. That's true. 
So on that note, man, uh, little brother, thank you for for blessing me, and you know, being hey. your witty self as usual. <laughs> hey, guys on here right now, and we're talking about Drake in Toronto. What's up? Hey. Are we still on? We can we're, we can do the show from Toronto. Hey, I would like that. We uh, let's do that. We are still on for sure. Good man. Yeah, yeah. I see that they they got they have a uh, they got their first night of the concert already set. Oh so my I'm, goodness gracious! Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing what else they have in, uh, set up in, in Toronto. Yeah, our arrangements, man. We about to be uh, the doghouse is about to be in Toronto. That would be a good live show. The Caribbean, <laughs> yeah. the Caribbean fest. Hey, doghouse reporting live. Right. Live. We may be on YouTube thank then. You, shit. Thank you. Thank you so yeah, much. Hey, I was gonna, yeah, that that'll be hey, that would be awesome. I would like to see uh I would like to see the YouTube recordings, man. If you guys do that with your shows, as far as you know, seeing the uh the visual. We go to Toronto, we gonna do that. We in Toronto, right. we doing that. The doghouse production, we're gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> okay. The black man guy to Toronto. All right, all right, man. That's already that's already is taken. So yeah, check it out on YouTube, my man. I can forget his name right now, but the black man's guy. I can't even claim that. <laughs> All right, man. Be safe. All right, y'all. Let's watch these Timberwolves. Let's go. Let's go, Wolves. <laughs> All right, I love y'all. Love you. Love you. It's so hard to say goodbye, but it won't be forever, y'all. It's just the end of the season. You know, we got to retool. We got to, you know, make sure it's right for you guys. So I'm going to take my little hiatus, but Simply the Best to be back. And in the meanwhile, you can enjoy Simply the Best presents the Doghouse Takeover. Till I hear or see y'all again. You know my motto. Gotta give you what you need.